Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Scottish Suns podcast with Roger Hanna and Bill Lecky. And Bill, you've been strong in your opinions in this morning's paper about the demise of St. Mirren this season. And it was probably highlighted just by the way they collapsed in the second half at Ibrox at the weekend. Yeah, it's funny. You know, you, you're sitting. There'll be there'll be some days at Monday that'll be sitting saying, "Well, at one 0 we've hit the bar," and so blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, it's a four 0 and it's a very weedy four 0 Take nothing away from Rangers. Very efficient. Did the job really well and deserved to be in the final. But I'm very worried just now about St. Mun's form and prospects. Prospects under Ian Murray, who clearly has alienated a lot to the support with his comments, not after the Rangers game, but after that midweek throw at Wraith Rovers last week when he was he was playing the old one <laughs> that he knows more about the football than the fans do. Yeah, well, he's hiding it well, as someone said to me the weekend. <laughs> I wasn't at the Rangers game, saw it on the TV before I went to work on Saturday, but the two games before that, Morton at home on a Friday night, which has got to be a big game. You've got to win the local derby, and then away to Wraith Rovers. Both of them were fairly pitiful, I've got to say. Both 1-1 draws, very, very poor. And he hasn't helped himself. You know, you, you, you've got to take the fans with you. You need the fans with you. And, and unfortunately, Ian has, through, I don't know, inexperience, maybe sometimes people say things under pressure that they, they shouldn't say. And, and in his case, it was to say that, you know, I'm not patronising the fans here, but I know more than they do. Which really, whether it's true or whether it's not, was just such a counterproductive thing to say. And it's a long way back for him. Mark Warburton now in his first final as Rangers manager. It's against Peter Head. Both Warburton and the Peter Head manager, Jim McAnally, speaking at the weekend, eager for the final to take place at Hamden. You know, it's not normal yeah. for, for Challenge Cup finals, as it used to be called, to go to Hamden. Is it the sensible choice this time? Absolutely. I mean, the, the last time Rangers were in the final, played at Easter Road against Wraith Rovers. Rangers probably could have, could have at the time, maybe had another 10,000 fans, you know, had it been at a bigger ground. I think this time Hamden's very sensible. The crowds Rangers are getting. I think also from Peter Head's point of view, it's their first national final. If they got to play at Hamden, I think it would be a day they would never forget. And an Ian Murray style, that's not me patronising them. I'm just saying, I, I just think that would be the, the ideal place to play the game for the crowd you could get for it. The football weekend, of course, started at McDermott Park on Friday night. St Johnson and Dundee, a share of the spoils. It, it, it's strange with St Johnson because they almost look better away from home this season, Bill. They do. I, I was speaking to a, a player at a, a do I was at on Friday night. I didn't see the game, but while the game was on, I was at a do, and, and, a, and a senior player in Premier League said to me, he thinks St Johnson will finish second because they have such a strong defensive organisation and they're very, very good away from home. And if they can just get a few more points at home, he thinks they'll finish second. And I think there's a few people might agree with that because, you know, that w- when they get on a run, they're very, very good. They haven't had the kind of disasters that Aberdeen have had this season. And they might well be a, a shout for that, but they do have to play as well at home as they do away from home. This is O'Halloran. The way through makes it good and a great chance for St Johnston. There's Wallerspoon! The equaliser from David Wallerspoon! What summed it up for me about, about St Johnston? You look, you look at Stephen Anderson, one of the unsung heroes of the team, Bill. He plays through for 40 minutes on Friday night with an injury, a cut so deep that when he got off the park, he realised he could see his ankle bone through the cut. Yeah, there's, there, there are some people at Perth that might say Stephen wouldn't have realised he was injured <laughs> until somebody pointed it out. But no, he's he's a great... I, I, actually, I spoke at Ando's testimonial dinner 
a year or so back, and he's an enormously popular man, and he's the kind of guy that every team needs. If you know, it's the old cliche: if we had eleven of this guy or that guy, you know, he could win anything. He might not be the most naturally gifted, but my goodness, he wants to play, he wants to fight, and he wants to win. And if you stick him in the team, a couple of more guys like him, and you put your Michael O'Hallorans round about them, and, and boys that can that can create something out of nothing. He was Stuart. And Hemmings, good play from Dundee, a shooting chance for Kane Hemmings, and he's taken it! What about Dundee? Are they beginning to look like a team who draw too many games and, and that might hit their chances for the top six? Well, they do draw too many games, but, but I, I really like Dundee, I like what I've seen of them. Paul Hartley gives, unlike a lot of managers, a lot of managers take talented players and they put them in boxes and, and they kind of stifle their talent for the good of a system. He takes boys like Greg Stewart, for instance, who he lets float in a row behind the front two, and he gets to go where he wants, and he, and he gets the best out of him because of that. And behind that, he plays a midfield of three who have to work a little bit harder because of this boy in, in what the pros might call a cheating role, where he's not really got responsibilities. But Hartley trusts Stewart to come in and, and do his shift when he has to, and he does it pretty well. There is something about them that doesn't let them finish teams off, and it's happened to them a lot this season. Again, a bit like St Johnson, if they can just add that one little magic something, they're a team who, who I think could be you know very much in the top six. They certainly entertain when they're playing well. They're a very entertaining team to watch. The Premiership card it, it finished up north in Inverness and Sunday lunchtime. Match very much on a knife edge as McGregor plays it wide to Scott Allen, just on a substitute. This is Tierney going to the byline. Griffiths! Celtic take the lead! And Lee Griffiths gets his 19th of the season. A beautifully weighted pass from Allen. Excellent work by Kieran Tierney on the left. Splendid cutback. And Griffiths is deadly. Now, neither you nor I were there. The Scottish Sun sent our colleagues David Freeland, Gareth Law. And oddly enough, neither of them complained about going on like Anthony Stokes. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I can think of uh, worse ways to earn a living than to travel on a bus and watch a game of football. Uh, I can understand the boy's frustration. You know, he's, he's, he is very, I mean, he's, he's, he's so far out that the TV's fallen off the end of the, the official photograph. He expressed himself in a way that is only going to antagonise manager, teammates and fans. I was speaking to my son who was out on Friday night with a bunch of pals. A few of them were Celtic fans. And they finished up in a club about four o'clock in the morning and he said, right, that's me, I'm going up the road, I'm going to my bed. And they said, no, we're just going to stay out because uh, we're on the bus to Inverness at seven o'clock. So there's boys that have been out all night, have jumped on a bus, have been through a snowstorm to get Inverness and they arrived there to find that a highly paid international footballer is complaining about having to travel there. So it's not it's not a wise thing for the boy to do, but then he's maybe not a wise boy. In terms of Anthony Stokes, I mean, I think everyone has agreed, as long as Johnny Dyle is there, he's not going to get a chance. Which surprised me in the last few days is how far down the pegging order Nadir Swift's has fallen. A guy who Celtic paid a seven-figure sum for in the summer. I feel as if sometimes it's very knee-jerk. Chifke was playing well for Dundee United and they don't really do anything to, to change Celtic's tax bracket as a, as a as a team out you know out with the domestic scene because you know they might they might be the kind of guys who can come in on a wet Tuesday night at Hamilton Ackies and, and we know there's a couple of suspensions and do something. But they, they plainly haven't done anything to make Celtic any better in Europe and to solve the problems of, of defending in Europe. And Anthony, Anthony Stokes, Nadia Chifke, well out of the picture. And, and you think to yourself, well, somebody's making these signings, plainly not the manager. 
somebody's making these signings without really thinking through what the long-term prospects are. What I don't understand in the case of somebody like Stokes is if you're not going to play him, if you're not interested, why is he still there? Why are they not got him out somewhere in loan and at least getting some of his wages back in? I don't get it. It was a high-scoring Premiership card on Saturday. The game I took in was at Fort Park, Motherwell 2, Hearts 2. You could almost argue that a point wasn't really what either side wanted, Bill, but fair play to Hearts. They wore the new third jersey, the foundation of Hearts jersey, and they showed they could play for the jersey by twice coming from behind. Long ball forward allows So to take possession. An opportunity here for Hearts. Surely here's Juanma. Brilliantly digged finish by Juanma, and Hearts are level. Yeah, it's a fantastic strip, isn't it? I love that with the names of all the fans who contributed to keep them alive when they were, they were, they were really deep in it. It's a wonderful work of art, and I think it is. There are things a lot less artistic that have won the Turner Prize. I, I think it's a terrific piece of work and fair play to them. Ken Hearts are a team, a bit like Dundee. They're, they're drawing games sometimes that they really, they maybe should be winning. You, you, would, you know, if you're doing a Cooper on Saturday, I thought, yeah, Hearts will go to Motherwell and win because Motherwell aren't great and Hearts will get the, the physical power. And yet, they have to claw their way back in and get a draw so Robbie Nielsen's a very hard man to please I mean, the other week they, they won 4-0 at, away to Partick Thistle and he, he wasn't impressed in the least by some of the performances notably by the front two of Juan Martin Sow who he said although they scored two each hadn't done nearly enough and, and these are the standards he's setting so I wouldn't have thought that 2-2 at Motherwell would have been a result that he would have thought was particularly worthy of a, a Saturday night in the town. Motherwell, with Partick Thistle winning their game, Motherwell now isolated in the relegation playoff. I was actually pleasantly surprised how well they performed, particularly going forward. Marvin Johnson had one of his better games. Louis Moult scored. Scott McDonald gave everything up. For me, they're too good to get sucked into that 11th place. Although getting forward early in the match, a challenge there in the air. It breaks there for Moult. It's turned in and the goal stands. Hearts are furious about this. But Lewis Volk challenged Neil Alexander for the high ball. Alexander is yellow carded for protesting. And I think the referee got this right. There was not much wrong with that challenge from Volk. But then you look at some of the other results around them and you just wonder who's going to be 11th. Well, see, that's the thing because you, you, you look at every, you know, at the start of every season that Hamilton are in the Premier League, for instance, people say Hamilton will get relegated. And come this time of the season, they've always got enough points in the bag that you say, well, no, they probably won't get relegated. So it's all about points in the bag, isn't it? And, and, and Motherwell have, you know, early in the season, didn't get didn't get those points and now they're playing catch-up a little bit. And it's difficult for them because, you know, did, did they stick or twist in games? If you're 2-1 up against Hearts, do you go all out and try and get 3-1? or you know, And then next thing you're pegged back to two each and it's another two points away. But yeah, they do. I mean, Lewis Moult's a player who... who really wasn't in my radar before he arrived but I've seen him play a few times and he's nicked a few goals and you're going to need that you're going to need a guy that's going to be in the middle of winter you know will pick up the goal on a horrible day that'll get you a horrible point so yeah you're probably right and you know on paper too good to be down there but the table doesn't lie, does and, it? And it's strange, but a lot of the chat recently has been about Gordon Strachan and about bringing through the next generation. Here's Gordon Strachan's number two, who reacts to a 3-0 defeat in Dingwall by bringing in Stephen Hamill, Stephen McManus and Keith Lasley. And, yeah. and to defend Mark McGee, they look a far better team with that experience in the team. Sometimes you got to go with what you know. I was listening to some radio stuff this morning talking about Newcastle United losing 5-1 at Crystal Palace, for instance. The first thing the experts are saying is get the flair players out of the team Bring the hard men in, get yeah. yourself a nothing each draw next week. So when in doubt, you know, there you go. Steve McManus, there you go, Stephen Hamill. What have they ever, what have they ever done wrong for Motherwell? Not very much. Get them in the team, solidify things up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And especially on, on Saturday, which was such a lousy day weather-wise, the crowds are down because it's kind of Christmas time. You can't afford to be being on a downer by losing games. So get the guys in that know what they're doing and get something ground out. Big result of the weekend in the Premiership has to be Partick Thistle pulled away from the relegation places. A 5-2 win at Rugby Park. Alan Archibald spent last week complaining about the plastic pitch at Rugby Park. If they play on that surface the way they played on Saturday, David Beattie will put one in it for Hill. Superb reverse pass for Doolan. He's onside. And Thistle are ahead. Excellent finish by Chris Doolan. His fourth goal of the season, his third against Kilmarnock. Ah, that was a lovely bit of psychology by Big Archie. Let, let's get, let's give him the credit for saying that he he played a psychological mind game on Kilmarnock. That was one I, I find that you know if you're doing your if you were doing the fixed odds at the weekend, please gamble responsibly. But <laughs> you but the Premier League is so hard to call. That was a game on Saturday. You've looked at Kilmarnock, for instance. They've lost a couple of games 4-0 at home, but then they've drawn twice with Celtic. And then they've gone away from home and they've won games like, you know, I think away to Motherwell, for instance. So you, how, how do you bet on Kilmarnock? I don't know. And then you think, well, Thistle, they do they do well two games and then they lose one game, they'll do well one, then they'll lose two. And then they go down there next time they've scored five. And that, that I mean, that's, that's just a terrific result for them, especially the way other results went. I actually think when Thistle scored the first goal in a game, they're one of these... They're a confidence team. If they get the first goal, they can be really potent. If they don't get that goal, they seem to really struggle to... They're not a team that's ever going to grind it out, I don't think. Yeah, Can can this be the day where Robbie Muirhead's career really kicks on? If you think back to the start of this, your transfer deadline day at the end of January, he seemed to interest Celtic. He ended up going to Dundee United. He just fell down the pecking order at United to the extent that he was allowed out loan to Thistle. He's blown hot and cold at Thistle and then suddenly he goes back to where it all began at Rugby Park and two fantastic goals. This is Robbie Muirhead. He's on that strong left foot. Oh, that's a thunderbolt by Muirhead. Jamie McDonald left helpless. I think he's a very talented player, I have to say. And I think there's an opportunity at Thistle because they have a front line that's kind of much of a muchness. They can pick one and drop one and bring one in and it doesn't really make a huge amount of difference. You need somebody that's going to play around about Chris Doolan if he's playing. And and Muirhead, for me, looks like the best of them. Uh, I haven't been terribly impressed with the boy uh, Matthias Pogba, as I know you haven't yourself. And I think Muirhead, with a couple of goals and a few games under his belt, might just be the one who kicks on and becomes that second striker for him. In, in terms of Kelly, you know, how, how did Gary Locke and Lee McCulloch 
work out what they're going to get from their players. They, they dug in for a goalless draw at Celtic Park the previous yeah. weekend, and yet at home they've shed four to Dundee, four to Ross County, and now five to Thistle. Yeah. What's going on? They they are the opposite of if I'm saying that Thistle get confidence from getting the first goal. I think when Kelly lose a goal early in a game, they can go to pieces. I get they are quite a nice team when you watch them going forward, but under pressure, especially at home where the, the fans can be a little bit grumpy with them, especially at home they seem to just they seem to fold at times and, and, and it's a really uncomfortable situation. And, and right at the I mean, if you remember right at the start of the season when, when they lost those couple of games 4-0, Gary Locke's head was on the block. And they responded well for him. They got him a few results. They got the home draw with Celtic. They got him out of a of a situation, but it seems as if they're always in the verge of getting into the next situation, yeah. and it's it's not a good one for them. There's not a there's not a great as you say that you don't feel as if you could put the kettle on for Kilmarnock at all. And even in an unpredictable league, they are exceptionally un- unpredictable. There were more woes for Dundee United again at Tannadice at the weekend. They're now seven points adrift at the foot of the Premiership, having taken a lead and then blown it against St Johnson. They take a lead and then blow it against Hamilton. What What is going on? Followed by Suter, that's a good one too. John Suter goes forward again. Well, there's a brilliant finish by Billy Mackay and United have the lead. Excellent build-up play, this. A fine pass from Suter. Roger, look back over the last two or three seasons, the number of times Dundee United have shipped a lead. It's absolutely terrifying from a United fan's point of view. And this happened under Jackie McNamara and Simon Donnelly, and it's happening again under Mixu. And and there comes a time when you've got to look at players and say, why do these players keep making the same mistakes? Now, you can't tell me that between Jackie, Simon, Darren Jackson that was there, Mixu that's there now, that they haven't worked on defensive situations, because I know they, I know for a fact they have, I mean, I've been up, and watch Jackie and Simon training them and drilling them, and and they work except they worked exceptionally hard with them, but they make the same mistakes week in week out, game in game out, and when they're a goal up, they don't seem able to concentrate for longer than five minutes, and I don't know what to do about it. If I was a United fan, I'd be worried. Particularly, you see the teams above them. There's Thistle go and score yeah. five. There's Mother will get a point against Hearts and look good. Kelly. Although they blow hot and cold, they've got the ability to eke out yeah. points like they got at Celtic uh-huh. Park. Inverness, you always think Inverness have got too much and are, are going to pull away. Yeah. But who are United going to catch, Bill? Well, well, that's the thing. If, if you were to look at, you know, you do, let's look at the next six fixtures now. I'm not going United's six next six fixtures in front of me. But whoever it is, I would be ready to bet against Dundee United in any of the games because I don't think they have the um, what Jackie McNamara used to call the minerals. Says they don't have the minerals for the fight, and there's players in there who maybe started to believe they were quite good when they were playing well, and they were in a you know semi-final here and their final there, and that's you know we're we're not bad, but they're not they're not anywhere near as good as they could have been. Not as I think there are talented players there, but but they are massively underachieving, and they don't work hard enough in the park. They don't fight their corner hard enough, and I right now. They are they, they are the Aston Villa of up here. I think they're fluttered with things for a wee while, and I think there's I don't see a way out of it at the moment for them. Any time Hamilton get a result like this, we always seem to focus on the problems at the other team. But you you can't take anything away from Hamilton. They're, they're no. sitting fifth in the table, and Martin Canning's managed to integrate yet more young players, yeah. the likes of Greg Doherty, Jamie Sendles White at the back, and and they look as strong as I've ever done. That's Crawford, and now it's Gordon, and he squeezed it home, and Hamilton take the lead. You know, when Alec Neil brought them up last season, before he went off to, to Norwich, 
and at one point they're sitting up, you know, top of the league, they're one at Parkhead, they end up settling in round about kind of halfway and, and by November time you're saying, Well, Hamilton won't get relegated and you're saying it again this year, you're saying that's that's good. They've got a third season and that's especially impressive for Martin Canning because he had such a hard time after Alec left. You know, it, it was it was almost as if he had kind of got the job by default, and it and it and he was, it was a kind of a gesture towards him, and and it wasn't going to work. But it, he really has dug in, and he and he's got. However, Hamilton do it; they keep producing these players, they keep uh, regenerating football teams, and that's going back to their previous spell in the in, in the Premier League. You know, when when you had the Brian uh, Brian Easton, MacArthur, McCarthy, and they all go. And in comes your Ali Crawfords and your Ziggy Gordons. And now they're the mainstays of the team. And no doubt, you know, Stephen Henry's gone to West Ham. No doubt Ziggy Gordon and Ali Crawford at some point will get picked up. But I'm pretty sure the Doherty's, etc., they'll they'll come through. They're just such a lovely, steady club with a very steady board behind them. And as a, there's so much to be said for that kind of stability that a manager gets behind them that, that very few clubs seem to have. We've, we've spent the last six weeks moaning about Aberdeen, asking what's going on with Aberdeen. I think at half-time at Petodre on Saturday, everyone was still moaning about Aberdeen. It looked as if this abysmal run would go to just one win and nine. And then suddenly something clicked. It's a great turn by McGinn. Superb play by Niall McGinn. Was missed there by Hayes and turned in by Rooney. Aberdeen are level. Three goals in the second half. With hard strong points, they're back second in the league, albeit seven yeah. points adrift of Celtic. Will, will Derek McInnes and Tony Docker they be feeling a little bit better about things this morning? They will, but Roger, I, st- I still think, and I, and I, you know, sometimes it's just something that you, you, you can't say, I have the empirical proof of this, I can put my finger right on it. But I think there's something wrong at Aberdeen, and, and I don't know what it is, but there just seems to be something about them that's not whether it's between the manager and the players, the board and the managers, the players and the fact, I don't know what it is, but something's not quite right. There's not the harmony there should be and they need to find whatever it is wrong, they need to lance the boil and get it sorted out because they have the talent, they have a fantastic manager who has a great assistant, they've got they've got a solid board, they've got a good you know base of fans, but something isn't quite right and they're not, they're not the team that they should have been this season at all. We always say football's a results-driven business. If a manager's under pressure, we always wheel out that old line. Can the opposite help Aberdeen? A couple of decent results and suddenly these problems that you allude to might just float away. Oh yeah, wins cure everything. If you, if, you know, if you look at Rangers, for instance, you know, whatever the boardroom shenanigans were last season or the season before, had they been sweeping teams away the way they have this season, it wouldn't have been half as much of a, a, a an issue for the fans because... Winning is, is all that matters, really. And Aberdeen, you know, everything's great. Magic, last season, you know, second, we're going to challenge Celtic this year. They go into Europe this year. Suddenly, they're out of Europe. Suddenly, they go in that run of whatever it is, eight, without a victory. And you th- and, and people start looking for reasons. And maybe I'm just looking for reasons that aren't there. Maybe it's just they play rubbish for, for eight weeks. If they could get over this really difficult time, November, December, rotten weather, low crowds, if they can come out of that still where they are and still second place, I think Derek will say, well, whatever the problems are here, they're not that bad. Quick word for Ross County. No disgrace losing at Petodre, of course. They, they've still got too much about it. There's no chance they're going to get sucked into anything beneath where they are just now, Balazer. No, I think they're a good team. I think that they're in that bracket with Dundee for me of, of teams that are capable of getting results, of capable of playing very well. I think Jimmy McIntyre's made some 
smashing signings. He's turned around the team. They have been a team over the last few few seasons with an enormous turnover of players. I think at last he's got something of some kind of settled team, and I think he's he's a good manager for them, and they'll be fine. A counter-attacking opportunity here for County. Boyce has support all around him. This is Craig Curran. The angle is tight, and he squeezed it home. It's a fine finish by Curran. Bill, thanks very much indeed for joining us in this Scottish Sun podcast this morning. Thanks. No problem. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.